What's up, guys? Alex Signs here. Welcome to episode 25 of the All In Entrepreneurs Podcast. Uh, it's pretty crazy how time just flies by. I mean, 25 weeks in a row that we do a podcast every single Wednesday at 12 o'clock PST. So, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, guys, uh, let me introduce myself first. Uh, my name is Alex Signs. I am a 22-year-old real estate entrepreneur. Started at the age of 18. Uh, literally straight out of high school, didn't know anything about real estate, dove into wholesaling houses, and now four years later have wholesaled a few hundred houses, uh, 300, 400 houses, and have ultimately just actually you know, transformed from knowing nothing, being very lost, very, very depressed, very... Uh, you know, confused on what I wanted to do and, and just transform that into being a serial entrepreneur through real estate. So that's who I am, 22 years old now, and uh, just the beginning of a journey. 20, 22 years young. 22 year old, yeah. <laughs> young, young. <laughs> Guys, my name is Sal Shakir. I'm a, I'm a refugee. I'm a Catholic from Iraq. Uh, I'm 30 years old, and uh, uh, I've been uh, business partners with Alex and Carlos I'm business partner with Carlos, my business partner, he's not here with a real estate company, but uh, alongside with Alex with multiple companies now we own. And like Alex was saying, all that was achieved through real estate. Real estate opened up all these doors, gave us the knowledge into the business because business concept is all business concept. You can learn one business, you can apply it to other ones. And uh, I think that's the beautiful thing about real estate because it is it was so fast and we, we, we took that information so quickly. Very quick, yeah. And... Uh, now to apply to anything else, it happens at the same rapid speed. So I think that was like a blessing in disguise that we did not even think about. Yeah. Uh, but here we are. Yeah. So we're the hosts. Uh, Carlos is on a uh, a, a what would you call it? A, a seminar, a real estate. It's like a, a real retreat, estate retreat. Yeah. Real estate retreat in Cancun. So we can't blame him for missing out. You know, he'll have uh, he'll have some <laughs> drinks for us. Yes. Uh, but I just want to welcome Paul. What's up, Paul? Carlos, uh, Berlanga. And uh, Mr. Pat Hilton, it was, a, it was a pleasure hanging out the last weekend, so appreciate you, and I hope you're, uh, you're back and cranking and providing tons and tons of value. <laughs> I'm kicking myself in the butt for not being able to meet, uh, yeah. man, Mr. Pat, I'm sorry, but uh, next time, hopefully. Yeah. But without further ado, guys, this, uh, the topic for this podcast is going to be how to maximize selling your real estate deals, because it's something that people pretty much neglect and you know you know i think we're on the same standpoint as selling your deal is equally guys equally as important as getting the deal okay Absolutely. and and people emphasize all their obviously most of the time the hardest thing is to get that first deal or get or to get more deals in real estate but don't misconstrue the the value of selling the deal versus getting the deal. They're equally as important. We're going to explain why in this episode. We're definitely going to explain why. And uh, we're not going to take away as well from getting the fact that we're going to discuss how you can get cash buyers. A lot of people think that um, that's another obstacle in the business. Where can I find cash buyers? Everybody everybody is another wholesaler or everybody, uh, I, how can I vet them? How can I understand what they're trying to do with this property, especially if it's your first deal? And that's very understandable. So hopefully with this episode, you're going to understand a, a, a uh, have a good idea in what to do when you have your first deal or your 10th deal and how to maximize on that. If I told you that you can have one deal that you can multiply that same one deal into two deals or three deals, yeah. you can make $10,000 in one deal, but what if your one deal became $20,000? And that's what we're going to be discussing here as well. Yeah, so let, let, actually let's elaborate on that. So guys, this is very important and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure for a lot of people just swifted by and, and they didn't really grab the concept that you're trying to explain. Yeah. But guys, he's saying... 
you know, you're doing a deal. Yeah, you might, you know, you get a $10,000 real estate wholesale deal. But what if you can turn that one 10K deal into a 20 or 25K deal? And what he's saying, instead of doing one for 10K, now you pretty much did two, three deals for the same amount of effort and just a little bit more strategy uh, on ha- on handling selling uh, of the deal. Absolutely. Um, so here we are. Let's let's get this thing rolling. And guys, please ask some questions because this topic doesn't. People don't usually talk about this much. They usually talk about acquisition, about marketing, but yeah. I don't see many people talking about disposition and and selling your deal and all that. And yeah. this is my favorite thing because that's that's my strong point. Uh, when we started this thing a few years ago, everybody yeah. thought I was nuts for going with the strategy I was going. And uh, now many people are so, using it and maximizing. So here, I, I want to uh, I want to I want to explain why they should listen. Uh, most importantly, to you because you you've been in in the car industry. Uh, well, you're more removed now, but you've been you were in it for for years and years, selling mm-hmm. tons of cars. You got into real estate, uh, and you're you're uh, you know with you and Carlos, it was you were more responsible for the disposition side and, and system side of the business. So mm-hmm. you, that was your baby. That, is, that was your baby. Yeah. And you kind of went at it in, in a totally different way than a lot of people, because I feel like a lot of people, they're so focused on getting the deal and it's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. So when they do it, it's like a hot potato. It's like <laughs> a hot potato. And, and, and we, we give this example all yeah. the time. It's a hot potato. And it's just like, they work so hard. They, they work months Hours and hours they invest. Sometimes it takes them a year. Yeah, sometimes a year to get your first deal, and then you sell your deal within five seconds of a phone call. Hey, I have a deal. I want this much, and I'll take it. Don't ever do that. Don't ever. We'll get it. We'll get into details, but uh, I think I think it's understandable. Like as your first deal, you did yourself, and we probably did it. I've I've done it. Yeah, (laughs) my first deal. I mean, I sold it in a day. I mean, it wasn't five seconds, but but (laughs) that because I was broke. I was broke. I'm living at a studio. I have to pay rent. I have to borrow money to pay rent from my friend, uh, my friend Eric. Shout out Eric. And then when I had the deal, it's like I got to do it now. Like I got to make money now. So well, yeah, you, you that rush has, it. That you has, rush I'm, it. I'm assuming that there's a big that, factor into that. But yeah. I think for a lot of people, if you, if it's your first deal, you when you try to you sell can, so fast, it, I think it's like a confirmation. Like this works too. Like this works. You want your confirmation so much faster. Like I have the deal. I got to do everything right now to sell. Like it. let's do it right. Let's do it fast. Like, but when you do things rushed, you always have missed opportunities. And um, we're gonna put things in perspective here that you never looked at them. If you guys have watched previous episodes, I have the weirdest analogies and things. And it's gonna uh, be a fun one. <laughs> but you know the the way that's the way I operate and. The operating in that in that way reverse engineers some things that we do. Therefore, it becomes fruitful for us. And um, let's just dive deep into it. You're, I mean, you've been doing disposition for for a while now. You delegated it to your brother, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've dispositioned more deals than I can count. Yeah, right. Um, but in the beginning, I want to talk about the beginning because in the beginning, you're working your ass off, you're working your butt off to get the deal, and then yes. when you do have it. You're just selling it to the first buyer or to the or to the first offer that you get. So what I started realizing, and, and thanks to you, because you were like this, like we're working our like we're investing tens of thousands of dollars into marketing every single month, and then we're just giving away these deals. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a there's a fine line between a relationship, like selling your deals based on relationships, which I still do. I still do that absolutely to keep relationships and to savor and and obviously add value to to, to people that are adding value mm-hmm. back to me. Shout out Pat Hilton, but 
<laughs> ultimately it was it was it was also realizing like I run a business. Like I, you know, I spend the money on marketing. My guys are on the phones negotiating these deals. Why am I just giving away these deals for the first number that I get? It's not even even if you did not yeah. give give it away. Even if you maximize on it without knowing, but you not even trying to do that extra yeah. step because everybody in your on your team is doing the extra step and it's just why missed opportunity. I think the biggest thing that people stops people from that because it's it's their own belief and their own mind. And I'll explain why I say this. Uh, when I first um, proposed this idea to my business partner, Carlos, um, he thought I was insane. He was actually battling me on doing the strategies that I was trying to do in dispositioning a deal. And we're going to get into details of that. But why why, uh, why the relationship uh, and, and do, conducting business shouldn't be the same thing? Because my, my approach was trying to do this. And Carl was like, well, we're going to lose relationships. And the same thing like Alex was saying is like, I still have relationships now. But he knows that now. But back then, he's like, I'm going to lose all relationships. Um, and, and I think that's what stops people from doing Conducting business on that aspect because the big whales starting, you know, pushing the little fishes away, thinking like I'm a big buyer in the city. I buy 20, 30 deals a month or a year and you have a one deal for me and you're going to go by my rules or or it's either my way or the highway. And guess what? Most wholesalers obey by these rules. And guess what? They cut themselves short. And I did not like to be pushed around. I didn't like to see my friends being pushed around. Therefore, we need to conduct this as a business transaction, just like anything. When you're doing business with a, with a, with a homeowner, you're buying their property, it's a business transaction, a professional business transaction. You know, you obviously going to c- connect with them and build rapport. But when you're selling the deal, you know, the, 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 the investor can't, can't cry to you and say, well, I have to buy this house or my family is not going to p- profit. They're running a business as well. It's a complete opposite thing when you're buying the property. You can't just get it and treat it like a hot potato. Like every investor out there is out to make money. Guys, every, and there's a lot of good and a lot of bad, right, in in every industry. Um, But when you're starting, a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people, but a few people, hopefully, hopefully, will will take advantage of your naiveness and you being new. I'll give you an example. Like my third or fourth uh, deal in real estate, it was a I got the the deal for uh, uh, it was Zillow Zillow offers, which I have a YouTube video on that if you guys want to look that <laughs> look at it. Um, but it, I was making offers on Zillow for sale by owner, and then I got this deal, and it took four months to get that deal. Mm-hmm. Literally four months of and the guy that had no phone, so just email communication. At some point, I'm like, is this real? Like, but the guy <laughs> was actually just emailing me weird, and. Um, so I got the deal. I assigned it for ten thousand to this buyer, and it was my dad's friend. So I'm like, oh, he he's looking out for me. He, you know, he is my dad's friend, right? So I'm like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll sell the deal uh, to him, and then my dad would do the work. Win, and it's win, ten win. grand, and went yeah. to ten grand, and then and then uh, he, on on closing day, he says, hey, like you know, closing costs came out to a little bit more than than uh, than they should be. You know, can we get a, a reduction? And I'm like, I need the money. So I'm yeah. like, I don't want to wait another day or another two days. So I'm like. Uh, like how how much, and uh, he price dropped me twenty five hundred dollars. Wow! So then instead of making ten thousand, made seventy five hundred. Obviously, I was grateful. And that's twenty five percent drop. Yeah, twenty five percent drop. Two months later, three months later, I look at what the property sold for, and I I remember him fighting me over ARV. I'm like ARV is uh is is one fifty five. I think it was. He's like no, it's one forty. He sold the house for one seventy. 
Wow. And he price dropped me, but he knew he was a savvy investor. He 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 did 10, 15 flips. So a you month. were taking advantage of by, I by was. a seasoned investor. I was for twenty five hundred, but that is just a small example of what happens every well, single Well, let's be honest. You you sold it for ten grand. Even if you sold for the ten grand, you cut yourself short. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Yeah, I had the I got the deal under contract for like eighty seven, sold at ninety seven. Like it could have been a bigger deal. Absolutely. absolutely. That could have been a twenty, twenty five K deal, thirty K probably deal now in, in this in this market cycle, but or this market, you know, time. But um, what I started realizing is, like, like I I have the gold. And, yes, and, you do. And that's one thing we want to talk about because I have the gold, and these big boys, these wells, they're gonna, they want to play by their rules, right? Well, they, absolutely. They want to play by their rules, but as as a wholesaler, as an investor, as as somebody that, and I expect everybody listening to this this podcast, whether it's live or on, or on replay or on YouTube or, or Apple Podcasts, you have to realize that like you're you, you run you run your business right, so you have to treat it as I I set my own rules too, like as well. So like you have the gold, and people want that gold. And you have to really take care of that goal. So let's elaborate on that. Well, l- let's start some notes, guys. If you're listening to this, watching this, please write the write these things down because they actually will make you a few extra hundred thousands of dollars if you're actually operating this as a business standpoint. Um, number one is you have the gold. W- we, what we mean by this is cash buyers, which is the investors, the, the fix and flippers, the buy and hold. They do not want to do the grunt work that you do. They don't want to go door knock. They don't want to do the marketing. They don't want to do all the busy work or wait six months or a year or wait to make a few hundred calls or do all this and that to get that deal. So they need you. Therefore, they pay for that. It's a convenience fee. But don't let them ever dictate what your fee is. Reason is because you worked hard for that. You're the only one that when they when it comes to the closing table and they, they see like Alice is making ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars or hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is, they don't see the amount of money you spent on marketing. They don't see the amount of money you spent on overhead. They don't know the amount of money you spent on 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 team members. All those factors, no, they don't. No one sees that. As an investor, they're gonna come and see this guy is making ten thousand dollars just this easy to give me this. They don't know. They don't so, know. They, and and let me elaborate on that. They don't know the fact that. Like you're going to to events, <clears throat> investing in yourself. You're driving for dollars. You're doing the marketing. You're calling the sellers. You're the one struggling during this entire process of trying to get your first deal or or more deals or barely starting the business. Or if you're doing ten to fifteen deals and you're selling your deals too quick, you could be making a lot even of money being left 10K. on ten k. You could have spent ten k of marketing and resources and everything, and now you're making ten k. Now you're breaking even, but they don't. They see don't know that. that. They don't know that. They so, don't. And then, and then when. I used to like. I remember like now, like now looking hindsight, it's like damn. Like the, I remember buyers used to be like, like uh, oh, I'm taking all the risk. I'm putting my cash in place. No, you're not. But they don't realize how much cash. You know, when you actually have a wholesaling business, like it, it does require well, cash. W- we spent over. I don't want to send the numbers, but we spent definitely six figures on marketing and everything yeah. a month. And for someone to tell me that they take the risk, we take a risk on on thin air. An investor takes a risk on, on, a, hard on a hard asset. So who's taking a bigger risk? You tell me. So you have the gold and they want your gold. Just the way they word it does not mean that they don't need your gold. They do need your gold. So make sure that you understand that. So if someone's trying to buy your deal, it's just the way they word things and you word things. That does not mean that you don't need to sell your Sunday. Always sell your Sunday. What I mean by that is you have the property, 
the property is good and you're trying to sell it. Obviously, make it appealing to sell. Give them every single thing they need. Give them the pictures they need. Whatever whatever they need from you to make this appealing. Yeah. If you're trying to sell this pen to someone, you're going to you're going to I'm going to tell Alex why this the why does he need this pen? Why do you need Well, actually you have a nice Mont Blanc pen, but why <laughs> which you use only for for for, uh, for checks for checks and yeah. like uh, contracts, and contracts and, yeah. which is you know something very expensive pen right why why do you need that pen you know it has it, it writes nice it has nice features it, it, the way you present it to people right there's there's makes something you feel good yeah. makes you feel good right so yeah. you know in an investor standpoint is gonna make you money that's what makes them feel good and it makes their life easier right the easier the deal the better and think about this that you're facilitating a transaction to make their life easier they're not doing all that work. You're doing it. So you have the gold and you yep. need to sell your Sunday. Obviously, sell it every time. But most of the time, it sells itself because they have you have the gold if you were to write. They need your gold. So that's number two. Mr. Alex, what would you say number three be? So number let's okay, let's go back. So number one was... You have the gold. Number two? Number two is sell your Sunday. Sell your Sunday. Oh, I don't want to get this wrong. But I would say number three, okay, you have the gold, sell your Sunday... And uh, and maximize your deal. Maximize obviously maximize. Run this as a business maximize owner. Maximize your deal. Yeah. Maximizing your deal. Think about this as a as a home as a as an acquisition manager because you've done acquisition for quite a long time. I've done it all. I've helped you, sellers move out. Okay, so I'm a mover too. So <laughs> and if if so some some people are watching this right now, if you've acquired deals previously, yeah. And I am Mr. Seller right now, and you're the buyer, right? Um, I'm am the homeowner selling the property to Alex, the home, the the, 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 buyer. the buyer. Yeah. Um, give me your offer. Whatever offer it is, I have a property. Then you're let's say you're giving me a hundred thousand dollars offer right now. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to give it some thought, some time. I have a couple other people want to look at it. What's going through your head? Like, what's the price to buy it? Okay. Like, <laughs> what's the price to buy it? But the deeper thing is. If you are going to buy it, you're going to have A, come up with more money. B, if you do buy it, usually if whatever is going to be harder, right? You're going to have to work for it harder to yeah. do it. So, as as a home as a purchaser, as an acquisition firm, how would you hate to be in that situation? Would you hate to wait or would you ha- and and would you hate to have other people looking at the property? No. Well, as an acquisition. Acquisitions no. As a buyer, it's like yeah, like because you want the deal, you you have a business that depends on on no, properties. but as as you buying the property, yes, yeah, yeah. Be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I yes, guess as, we're wording, yeah. yes as a buyer and no as as a, as, a seller. as a seller, right? Okay, so there you go. As as a as if I'm buying a property and a seller tells me no, I have a few people, I want bids, this and that. I know if I have to buy this property, I probably have to compete with people and like get, I'm going to be in bidding wars, right? So. Th- Reverse engineer the same strategy. Now I'm selling the property. Or you're selling the property, yeah. and but you're doing it ethically. You put it and say submit your offer, and you're you're giving a 40 hour window for everybody else to to put their offers and to look at the property. You're not hot potatoing the deal. You're not saying okay on the phone. Yeah, I'm selling the deal. Give it some time because more eyes on your property is more money in your pocket. It's simple. If you if I'm a home seller, which is I'm like if I'm, if I'm I'm a regular home seller residence and I'm selling it to a company, if I wait longer and do my homework and have more people, I'm probably going to squeeze in a few hundred dollars or a couple of thousand dollars maybe. You could do the same thing with wholesaling your deals. Believe it or not, we've actually have some case studies that we've done and we've wholesaled we've wholesaled the deal 
$24,000 extra from the highest bidder, which was ultimately uh, $40,000 some extra thousand dollars. So it was supposed to be at $10,000 and it became $50-something thousand dollars. I know what what deal you're talking about because um, what what happened, like, okay, so what, okay, say you didn't do that because sometimes as a wholesaler, like, you're kind of unsure on what the property can sell for, so you put it out for a certain number. Like if you if you've done deals, have you sent out a property and it just you get ten calls in the first minute, and that should tell you like, dang, I, I sent it too low. But most people will just sell it at that price, right? And the way that you can maximize this is like literally a million dollar golden nugget is wait, wait, never, ever, ever, ever. On the phone calls that you get that day, say yes to a deal unless unless it's necessary, like within a time frame that you have to close. But always, always, always wait. We always like to wait 48 hours before we commit to an offer that someone submits. Reason is because you don't know who's going to look at it. You don't know who your end buyer is. And sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to cut no, you no, off, no, but no, no, you're, your you're end good. buyer could be this. could be a buy and hold that looks at return on investment on a whole new level. Your your end buyer could be a fix and flipper that likes to do additions. So the, so you think the house is worth two hundred thousand? Hit to him the house is worth two hundred fifty thousand. Another buyer that could be that they have their own crews, which is their labor is solo. Another buyer that have their own crews and they have their own material that they import from somewhere else or they buy it at bulk prices. There therefore they can offer more money. You have all these kind of different buyers that you don't know what the need is. And we're just talking on a wholesale level. We're not even talking on a wholesale level, which that's a whole different topic. I don't yeah. want to go into that. No, yeah, wholesale. <laughs> keep it, keep yeah. it basics. So uh, this is a, this is a, another major note that you need to put down. Never, ever sell your deal on the first call. Or day. <laughs> or day. Yeah, yeah, I say 48 hours. Uh, we, when, we have, when we hold our events and I, I say, who here has sold a deal within the first five minutes? Every hand. I get people raising hands like they're proud. Who here did it in the first day there? And I'm like, you all messed up because you all messed up. <laughs> and and if you're listening to this and you've done this and you got a call two days after or a day later, like, oh, how, how about this deal? I want to offer this much. And you're like, oh, my God, I just sold it. And that could have been an extra $10,000 in my pocket. And believe it, that happens daily. Yeah. Daily in our operation, we get extra ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 on our properties just because we play the waiting game and we have them submit the offer just like a regular business. This is not a mom and pop shop. Yes, go ahead and build those relationships. Relationships are 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 one of the biggest foundations of your business. Let's be honest. This business is built on relationships. It's a people's yeah. business, but that does not mean that you're going to let the end investor take advantage of you because they want to have that business relationship. Yeah, they're going to take you to your lunch. That costs them 20 bucks or 30 bucks. But guess what? That's going to cost you $10,000, $20,000, $30,000. You know what? I'll go buy my own lunch and eat some steak. Okay. <laughs> I, I like uh, I like business relationships where you can trade deals. <laughs> uh, 100%. You can yeah, do that. All the time, See, yeah. with a savvy investor, you get those people who are like, well, I'm not going to do business with you. It's okay. There's 100 other people that will do business with you. There's hundreds of people that will the ones that want to do that that lash out instantly when you start saying that to them because they know they can't get you. You should actually be mad at them for doing that because now now deep down inside they were being nice to you because they can get you. They want to get you. Yep. That that's the strategy to go on. So off. somebody asked, what if it's a hundred K spread? Well, it does not matter. It's a hundred yeah. or two hundred or three hundred K spread. The concept is the same. It could be one dollar. One dollar could be two dollars. You're and then your max and then your 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 profit margin is one to two hundred percent. The dollar amount does not change, guys. You're running a yeah. business. So at the end of the day, if you're running return on investments and you're ret- looking at key, key point indicators, right? KPIs, 
those all those things matter in a business. If you're looking at, if I went from day one from this year until today's date, which is today is uh, September 18th, 18th yeah. um, and then I look at the maximized amount per deals. So we have the 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 amount that we would sell it for and the maximized amount that we we would get it. And if I collectively add all that together, do you know you don't think that's would be six figures? Oh, multiple, multiple. Multiple yeah. six figures, right? Yeah. What would that pay for? That would pay for more marketing. That would pay for more overhead. That would pay for more more things, family vacation, whatever it is for you. But that those little things add up. You're talking about a six. You're saying that you're making a six hundred thousand dollar deal, a six figure deal. What's what's it to make another ten thousand dollars on that? Well, that ten, multiply that ten thousand times ten, times twelve, once a month. That's one hundred twenty thousand dollars extra a year. It's another six figure deal. I mean, that's another <laughs> six figures. Let's let's dive let's dive a little bit deeper. Do you guys know that a deal costs you money? So if you're running your numbers, every how many calls you make, every money how many hours, how much electricity, how much this, how much systems and whatever you pay, costs you to get one deal. Let's say for example, uh, per a certain marketing marketing channel, uh, let's say pay per click, which is Google. Let's say a, a deal would cost you twenty five hundred dollars. I'm just throwing a number out there, and you make ten thousand dollars a deal. Now your net profit on that deal after marketing after marketing is $7,500. So now a cost per deal is $2,500 and you're making, you made $7,500. So what if I told you your $10,000 deal can become $20,000 deal? Now, you made $17,500. You did not mm. make $15,000. And I'm gonna explain what I mean by that. You made your one deal into two deals without spending the effort and the money of two deals. So a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, that's fine. You're yeah. maximizing on that, but okay, are you just maximizing on the amount itself? Or are you maximizing on the amount of money invested or, or least amount of money invested out of your pocket? You have to look at every single aspect of this of the business. As Alex, you spent this much money. Wouldn't you if if you spent five grand to make twenty grand, wouldn't you like to spend twenty five hundred dollars to make twenty grand? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the whole concept of this. We're we're looking yeah. at it as a whole business. Yeah, the topic, the the message is your one deal that you're working on can be in the it could be the amount of two deals, and by just maximizing, and this on is your just selling. a small example, like small it, example, yeah. uh, you multiply that by you know ten, fifteen, twenty deals a month. You know, hopefully everybody gets you know we push everybody to that level, but you multiply it by you know twelve months or four years like that, it, it continues to add up and. All, you know, and it goes back to you have the gold. So so make sure you, you take care of the gold. It's not a hot potato where you're getting the deal and then you're just throwing it to the first buyer. Well, look at this. I remember Connor Williams. He said, I literally just did this. First buyer wanted wanted at $18,000 assignment, waited a few days, got another one, offered $25,000 assignment with better terms. So 7K. What so, can that 7K? I mean, gosh. I mean, I mean you if can, you waited four days, let's say a few days later, four days, how much is a 7K divided over four days? How much waiting time? You're just waiting now. Yeah. And like, you're just making money while wait. It's like 2K a day almost. That's so. crazy. Wow. And um, I remember my first time that I I uh, I, I waited because I used to sell all my wholesale deals like the first two, actually a year and a half to like the same, like three, three bars in Phoenix. And I remember like the first like big deal that we got. Um, 
it was uh, we got a, a house for thirty thousand here in Phoenix. And <laughs> I then, remember that. And then I I, uh, I text I text the buyer and I'm like, hey, what can you do for this? And he's like, I have to be at sixty, and then thirty thousand. I was like super happy, like thirty thousand. Yeah, like, well, to yeah, you it's like yeah, a large number. Yeah, it was a large number. Like my biggest sale before that was like fifteen or fourteen thousand. And then I'm like, like let's do it. And then I brought it to you, on, y'all, bro. Let me try it. Like, look, this is what just happened with this deal. Let's see. And uh, and we 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 blasted it to our our email list of, of cash buyers, and and we we got. I mean, we got a ton of calls. And, I remember uh, you're like, bro, we're getting. I'm like, we're getting this, this. You're like, oh, should we sell? I'm like, just let me. Yeah, do and then my like thing. some guy offered like seventy five. It was like the the attorney, the attorney, right? Your friend. And then uh, the next guy offered like eighty. And then like finally, some guys like, you know, I do ninety thousand. Like, and then uh, what do we end up doing? Ninety ninety thousand. And then we still waited. We still waited. And he's like, I'll close tomorrow. And that was it for me. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Because <laughs> ninety thousand, it was pretty. It was pretty maxed out. Uh, so. Versus, we took a thirty thousand dollar deal, and by just waiting, in that case, it wasn't two days; it was like a few hours. But just being patient with conversations, because I had to prove it to you because yeah. you were so against it. I'm like, just please, let's do this. Yeah. So uh, it was, it was. I mean, it took maybe it was like three, four hours, like of, of waiting time. Just uh, you know, being patient with conversations, not committing to just anybody, making sure they submitted their offer, and. Uh, it was an extra thirty thousand. So thirty thousand for three hours, ten thousand an hour for just being patient and realizing that I have the gold. I mean, that was uh, and then, so that thirty k deal ended up being a sixty k deal. And that in the beginning, that was like the first year in, in business. Like that jump started a lot. I mean, we started doing a lot more marketing because of the sixty thousand dollar deal. Well, absolutely. I mean, now 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 you're thinking on a whole different level. Now you're like, okay, my deals are increased. If you're looking at your numbers closely, you're like, okay, my deal size just changed. I used to yeah. look at deal size because you look at the average of deal size, yeah. and now your whole deal size just changed, and you're like, okay, if I do this more, that projects it's to gonna, me making yeah. a lot more money. And uh, and the the buyer that bought it, um, he's a friend. He's a, he's a good friend of ours, and yeah. he made money on the deal. So we're not saying squeeze all the juice out of every single deal so your buyer can't make money. Like no, like there has to be a value exchange, mm-hmm. Pat Hilton, and uh, <laughs> and there has to be uh, there has to be some value on both sides. Like you can't just squeeze all the juice either. That's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is you need to be patient with your gold so you can make sure that you maximize on your end where it's 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 mutually equal, right? Where the Absolutely. buyer comes in, you know, and uh, and and makes money as well. Because if they don't make money, then the whole cycle of the market just kind of Absolutely. You know, falls, and and then yeah. no one's in business. We, we take pride in, in all our cash buyers making money. They all we've never sold a deal that a cash buyer will, uh, like an investor would lost money on and we take pride in that yeah. because we understand the bit like when you understand we start understanding the business and yes that may take a few deals here and there and you start knowing your numbers and obviously you want them to stay in business because your business depends on cash buyers on investors so i'm not saying treat them bad but treat this as a business that's all we're saying here do not be pushed around do not let emotions take over just because because it's a psychological thing. If you think about it, a lot of a lot of the wholesalers think the business is just on the marketing and the acquisition where they buy the property, and they forget that selling the property is an actual part of the business. So what they do is they build that part of that business or that that department based on just a couple of phone calls and relationships, and that's it. And that is the biggest mistake that people do because now you're not looking, at, you're not running a business. You're just running a charity on the other side. You're running a business on one end, and you're running a charity on the other end. And guess what? If you have team members and you're running your operation just like that, you're 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 be, you're doing a, your team members a disservice because now their spreads that they're getting paid on, the percentages are a lot less. So all their hard work, 
because you made a decision to act on this or or, or operate on this based on a uh, friendship level, and it's wrong. Yeah, in my opinion, it is. Um, yeah, people. Uh, you know, people depend on on you or us equally as much as people depend on the cash buyer. Absolutely. Right? So. There has to be it has to be mutual. I, I think another mistake people make is uh, when they go to a market like virtual market, they go to, they get a deal in a different market. They instantly want to JV with another another person just because they showed up with a contract or they took pictures and and did those things. And uh, you know what? We've done those we've done that before and and we've learned from that actually. And you know that has been helpful. But um, within time, now we learn better. There is other resources, guys. Um, you can, you can, if you need pictures, you can, you can literally find, find people on social media to go do that. Yeah, actually, for you. Let, let's, let's talk about, you know, uh, yeah, the resources and what sometimes, uh, people need when it comes to selling deals, whether selling a deal in their own market mm -hmm. or selling a deal in another market. Yeah. We, we do deals. I mean, we do deals all across the West coast. So we, and we're not physically there. We're in Phoenix. So, you know, there is resources and things that we do use to, um, to really uh, maximize and streamline the process. Someone said, ouch, I'm running, I've uh, been running a charity. Uh, Isaiah. Most people have. Yeah, most and people that, do, and so don't feel bad. And I've never, I've actually never heard a podcast video or subject on what we're talking about today. I feel like it's just like, get the deal, sell the deal, get the deal, sell the deal, and just make a business out of it. But, yeah. But I mean, we have departments for disposition. That should tell you guys everything. Oh, we have we have multiple people that do this on a daily basis. Like <laughs> that, like this is not like it's not like oh, I have a deal. Always sold the deal. Like we have de a department that handles those things. That's why uh, we know a little bit what we're talking about here. Yeah. So let me ask you. So Sal, if you want to organize pictures of a property, mm -hmm. what will you use? Uh, there's two resources that I like. Is uh, Google Drive. It's my favorite because uh, I use everything for in Google Drive. Uh, but but uh, Dropbox is a lot smoother when it comes to pictures. Okay. Um, but you know if you, either or preference whatever your preference is. But I I preferred uh, Google Drive. What about uh, you know for sending contracts? DocuSign so far works best for us. DocuSign is uh, is the easiest one uh, to send contracts. Yeah, I think it has the biggest reputation too. It like, does. You know. uh, there is a couple other ones uh, that are upcoming. And I think they just need a couple of more months just to like be like as more known. Um, the, the reason of, I say that because uh, like like between a competitor, a DocuSign and another competitor, uh, some people have to type in every time there's a date field. And if they're on their phone, they have to do this and type it or whatever it is. DocuSign, DocuSign you click and it does it for yeah, you. Yeah. So like there's these little things that, that might not matter to you, but it might matter to someone else. Right, we we all try to split this and maximize on those things. So, DocuSign is that. What about um, um, for for phone like for having uh you know caller IDs for properties and um I think CallRail we use CallRail for our business uh, as the core system uh, because we track marketing campaigns and we track everything and for our disposition as well we have a sep a sub company in that so it doesn't flood our podio and the seller leads app yeah uh, but we want to record every phone call that comes in we want to track the team's performance so we use CallRail and and the beautiful thing about CallRail it records calls and you have call flow so you can direct it to call um, team members yeah. at certain hours. And uh, if one of your team members did, you know, uh, is down or not working that day, you can always change it to someone, someone else to answer those phone calls. So it's very, very, uh, very sweet to have a system like that. And you can have an app. You can message from it. Um, that's why we use CallRail. What about uh, what system or service would you use to send out your deals? 
Um, there is there is a couple. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> there's a couple different different ways. Obviously, there's uh, texting them and there's emailing emailing them. Uh, emailing there is a couple systems out there. I can just name a few off uh, top of my head. Uh, there is Mailchimp. There is Aweber. There is Active Campaign. Uh, so I'm gonna list those again. Mailchimp, like uh, Mailchimp.com. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, A uh, Aweber. A W E B E R B E R dot com and ActiveCampaign.com. Uh, there is other systems out there like drip.com. Um, they're just email platforms that own mass levels or smaller levels. Um, SMS, uh, there is a lot of SMS uh, systems out there. Uh, but uh, we like to use for that department Scipio because they have a nice mobile app that does that for you and field merge and, and things like that. Um, we're looking into other ones, but I'll, we'll update you guys if we do, and maybe in the comments or maybe in a future podcast. But that's the one for now. I think the one I can name. Yeah, where do you? Where would you keep if you're doing you know more than five deals a month? Where would you keep all those transactions in, or how how would you organize mm-hmm. them? Well, obviously, uh, we run our our system. The core of our business is Podio. That's our CRM system, and we run it under Hercules. So it's it's a custom CRM system that we built. Within Podio, it's called Hercules. Uh, you can find it under investorautomation.com, uh, and uh, you click on Hercules. Um, we are we are coming out with a version that it doesn't have to be involved with Podio. Maybe in the future, uh, so you can have the same exact feature, same everything, but not within Podio with extra features. That's a that's a project we've been working on for quite some time, but we'll release some information later. Uh, but yes, Podio, and we keep every transaction in the transaction app that's already built in. And the nice thing about that, about Hercules, that we track every transaction history. So we know when the lead was born. We know when it was tra- when it was uh, uh, when it was uh, uh, transformed into a transaction. Where it came from. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the where, what campaign it came from, and then when it was assigned, and the earnest money was deposited. All these factors. So when you're going back a month later, or, or a year later, or a few months later, you can look into, look into these numbers and look. Okay, that was the fastest uh, paid campaign that I got. Because the, from this source or that because of this market, there are so much factors that you can look at into yeah. into your our past dictates our history, whether you believe it or not. Your childhood is who you are today is because of your childhood, and if you're running a business, you can look at your your baby business and look at it today, and you can predict what your baby business predicted your business today. But if guess what, if you look if you watch your baby every day. Your baby is gonna do better and better and better because you're gonna keep tweaking it. You're gonna train it. You're gonna you're gonna teach your baby how to swim. You're gonna teach your baby how to do karate. You're gonna teach your baby how to uh, uh, how to drive, whatever it is, right? And then how to do it better. And that's exactly the concept that we yeah. run our businesses with. We tweak and tweak and tweak. But the way we do it is we look into our history. And what better system or platform than to you know, than Podio, uh, than no, Hercules. I mean, yeah, that, that's, there's no system out there that does. So it, it tracks campaigns, but what tracks uh, as well, it tracks team member activities. Even if you're a one-man show, the system is built for that. So you can track how many calls you had to make to, to make this deal happen. You have to track how many follow-ups, how many offers attempts, how many offers actually, how many nego- like negotiations. All that is tracked to track your own performance saying, okay, for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 10 call person to make a deal. Uh, for for Joe, he's a five call person to make a deal, but uh, for for Joe to get a deal from from uh, online is a three three uh, three follow up type of deal. Like all these metrics can be tracked. Now you can improve on that, and we're going into a whole 
new rabbit hole. We can talk about numbers and KPIs on another one, but we actually we do have a few podcasts. Yeah. So okay, so if you're in, so say you're in LA <laughs> and you're doing deals in Vegas. Yes. How do you find people? How do you find boots on the ground? So that's the term that we use in real estate: boots on the ground, mm-hmm. boots on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just say it all. Yeah. But how how would you find somebody to if you need to take pictures of a property or if you need to go get a contract signed? Then you can't. There is multiple be, ways. Yeah. Easy. Don't ever give up your fifty percent. That's most people do that. Most people call another wholesaler in the company in the in the, in the state and say. I have a deal. Go take some pictures. Do this, and I'll, we'll split it 50-50 or 40-60, whatever. I did it that is. a few times. So. We've done that a few <laughs> times too, but don't. I'm telling you, there is easier ways. You know how to do it. There is one, two, three notary.com. These people will they do notary and they do it for 40, 50 bucks a notary, right? They're mobile notary. Sometimes more in like in different areas. Yeah, I'm just generalizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even a hundred dollars. Those it's people worth can, it. can present a contract to someone and take pictures for you. Uh, and there's another another service called wegolook.com. And those those people can go to take t- take the contract and sign or take pictures as well. Yeah, we go we go look is like a service like if you're trying to buy a car in a different city or another house, like they go and look. So it's like we go look. Yeah. Like they'll go take pictures and then you communicate with that person, hey, can you get this contract signed? Obviously make it easy for them, have them print it out with your signature already so they can just get that signature. Mm-hmm. I think one two three notary, we've used it <coughs> plenty of times. And it's super credible because you're sending a notary to somebody's house. Absolutely. I mean, and what what like, more like what official sell, than that? like yeah, what how does it get more official from a seller standpoint? So mm-hmm. that definitely will help your conversion if you're doing virtual deals in different markets. Send uh, a notary and you know, one, two, three notary. And then also if you can't find something on one, two, three notary, you know, check in with your local title company because every single title company has a network of notaries throughout mm-hmm. the entire yeah. Nation, like I was in Hawaii and like a notary came to me at the hotel, like so it's literally, <laughs> literally, literally that that easy. They're yeah, everywhere. People make a living off that, guys. This is a business, you know. It's like Uber yeah. for a notary. Uh, yeah. There's another thing that you can you can have your social media, fr- you know, some friends that you develop through social media, and they become your permanent boots on the ground. Now the same person becomes your permanent boots on the ground. Our bill every month is a few thousand dollars, two, three, four thousand dollars, just because we have multiple people going on going on appointments. They have to do some showings maybe for cash buyers. Maybe they have to do some uh, some some second visits for pictures. And we pay them maybe 50 here, 100 here, 200 there. Just depends yeah. on, the, 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 on, on the effort they put in. And guess what? That, that we don't have to split the deal at ten thousand dollars. I don't have to pay five grand because someone went and took pictures for me for God's sake. Yeah, a hundred dollars, five thousand. What do you want to pay? Or ten thousand, right. or yeah. twenty thousand, whatever it is, whatever the deal is. So I mean that this is again this is part of you growing in the business. You don't need to keep giving away the farm. Yeah, it's okay to do it the first time, maybe to learn the business here and there. But you don't have to continue to give up the farm just because you got comfortable at it. And we perform best when we're not comfortable. Yeah, agreed. let's be honest. You know, if you're yeah. comfortable, if you're comfortable in your business, I guarantee your your, your numbers are going down. That, yeah, that's I a agree. fact. So let's let's talk. About, let's give a, a few uh, tips or strategies to to find cash buyers. That's simple. Uh, so there is a platform. It's called Cash Buyers Plus. Um, there's tens of thousands of people with, of records, realtors, cash buyers. Uh, a lot of them have phone numbers and emails. Cashbuyersplus.com. Yeah, cashbuyersplus.com. You can buy that. You can download instantly. You don't have to pay per record. It's 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 a it's a whole list, and you can download that and you can upload it to where whatever you want to upload it to, and then use it for whatever needs cold you need. Call it. Yeah, yeah. Text it. Yeah. Call call it. You know, call text them or whatever you have to do to the, with them. And another another thing is when you have a deal, uh, always look at the surrounding area 
Uh, you can use uh, uh, an app called uh, Landglide, L-A-N-D-G-L-I-D-E, and it's like a, a bird view of, of properties around you and who owns them. And you don't even need to do that. If you want to do uh, Zillow, you can look around the area or MLS. Yeah, yeah Zillow is a great one. Yeah. I mean, if you have a, of a, a deal in an area, go on Zillow, uh, look at the houses for rent in the area, mm-hmm. like call the houses for rent because a lot of them you know, sometimes they're yes. investors, so they might want another rental in the same area, especially mm-hmm. if you have a, you know, a, a wholesale deal. Yeah. Uh, call the uh, the for sale by owners, like call those listing agents and say, hey, does your client want another investment for rent property? Owners, you mean? No, both. Oh, both. Okay. So yeah, call the for rent and then call <coughs> the the for sale the listing agents yeah. and and ask them, hey, does your client want more investment yes. properties? Absolutely. Um, that's how I sold my first deal, and call a few. I mean, don't stop at at, at the one. You know, you have the gold. Um. I mean, if you if, th- th- those are some freeways. Um, if you find an LLC in the area, yes, you can use, that's another one. You can use open opencorporates.com, mm-hmm. um, and you can find the member name. So LLC, they have members. So you find the member name with uh, members names with uh, with open corporates. Um, but those are, I mean, those are some of the free yeah, ones. And what and then, can they use to to actually find the LLC? So you find when you go to open corporates, you're gonna find an agent agent name and ID, uh, agent address, whatever. How yeah. can they find the details? Uh, there's white pages or yeah, white pages, locate plus, uh, white pages premium, or premium, yeah. white, white pages premium is, is really good, um, yeah. and it's very cheap too. So yeah, you can use that to skip trace like individual people. Yeah, and then and uh, it's public record data. I think. And then also obviously social media. Social media is a big one. Like we sold the deal in Sacramento. We assigned it yesterday. It was a 10k deal, mm-hmm. and we assigned it and and. Uh, it was really tough to find buyers for that specific deal. It was a tight deal, and my brother he he went on he went on Instagram and searched up uh, like Sacramento investors yeah. and like looked at hashtags and started just DMing or messaging yeah. just a bunch of buyers and he sold it that way and we maximized on the deal. That's amazing. Uh, so like you obviously getting creative like that, going on Facebook groups. I mean we have our Facebook group. We have investors all over the country, all in wholesaling. Uh, just search that up on Facebook, all in wholesaling, and you'll find it. Uh, network with people on there. Um, you know, ask, ask, yeah, who's buying in this area? And, and I guarantee you people will raise their hands and just start cultivating and, and, and having these relationships, relationships with people. Um, so you can start selling your deals if in cities that you're not in. And I mean, and if you're local in Phoenix, I mean, if you're local in your area, you can do, you can do like cash bars, bandit signs, oh, you, absolutely. Can do, you can do a uh, Craigslist ads, um, some uh, and that's like there's if you so want, many. That's how you build so your many ways. cash. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you could do uh, Craigslist ghost ads where you put a property up and then just get inquiries and save their information. Uh, cold call, cold call buyers. Like there's so many ways. So don't let. I mean, we just gave like 15 things yeah, away. Treat, like, treat it as a business. What we're saying. Treat it just as equally as important as your acquisition department. This there is an there is a your admin department. There's your marketing department. There's your acquisition department, and now you have your disposition department. That is an actual department that yeah. people don't even know exists. So treat it as such. It doesn't have to have many people, but treat it as such and and watch the fruits. All I have to say is I, I've heard, I mean, to people that, that, that came to our events before and they come to the ones after or they message me like, bro, I just made an extra $36,000 on this deal. Uh, it just, just I just did one thing from what you said. And, and I waited or I did this. I did the soft auction style. And I don't want to get into details because this podcast can take a lot longer. We'll probably can, can release some more info let me, later. Let me say this, guys. Like this is we're going. It's fifty minutes into the podcast, and if you are running a business, I can I would bet anything that there's a few <laughs> things that you heard that you can definitely implement to make yourself more money, right? So, imagine imagine two days like of straight business 
blueprint content. Like that is what momentum is about. And and I don't even think we're gonna bring it up this podcast, but I definitely yeah. want to. Like, yeah. like we we have we have our momentum event. It's a two day hot seat, uh, November first and second. We postponed it because we needed we needed uh we wanted to uh, well first Carlos had to go to the retreat and then everybody's dealing with things. So like, but November first and second uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona, and. It's two days, two days of every single department. So it's a hot every, seat. Is it's, it's that, hot, that's what I want to. Yeah, like, it's a hot seat. It's, it's not, not to feel good. It, you're not coming here, and the network is gonna, the networking is going to be amazing. But this is an event where it's like literally classroom style, where it's just info, 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 info. Like it's not. We're not bringing a freaking rapper. We're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not making you feel good. This is this is actual practical business information that you can implement in your everyday business, whether you're new, if you know nothing, like I still recommend coming because you're still going to learn the blueprint and it, yeah, it might take you two, three more years than the the guy that is doing 10, 15 deals a month, but you still have that blueprint to get to where you want to go. So I, I mean, this is uh, I don't know if this, guys, this, this is strategies that we talk about in there in every event. Uh, people, I, I, who, who was it that made an extra hundred and thirty thousand dollars in the like the very next month? I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it calling them? No. I don't. They made an extra hundred thirty thousand dollars just because they tweaked it the way they sell deals. And do you think that paid off for their for their two days that they were there? Yeah, it's it, a it's a small, very small investment for a huge potential. I mean, we've had uh, we've had complete newbies uh, uh, come and uh, <coughs> actually I don't want to say newbies, but new investors and. And they've come in and, I mean, it's just it's just amazing what can happen. And we've had people doing 10, 15 deals a month come, and then they freaking, like, just skyrocket. <laughs> and I don't want to name any names. Yeah. We'll never take credit for all, everything. Um, but we've seen it. Well, we've seen it. Ask, guys. Just we've put, seen it. Go on the Facebook group and go ask. And people, I'm sure people who are comfortable, they'll, they'll raise their hand and say, yeah, I did this, I did that, and, and some things worked for me. Yeah. And uh, so that's November 1st and 2nd, uh, if you guys are interested. And, damn, what a fire podcast. It was like just go 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 like high energy. And, I mean, uh, if you know what you're doing, right? It's it's easy. It's like second language. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not uh guys. This is like literally, and obviously, if you're on audio, you can't see this, but this is my notepad. Like these are just like uh, topics on what to talk about. Like this isn't like a whole scripted podcast on oh we're gonna talk about this this this. <laughs> this is like this is like off the top of the brain because we've been in the business for a few a handful of years and we know what we're doing and we've we've collaborated and we've masterminded with the biggest baddest wholesalers investors in the nation so we have we have the blueprint and we have our own sauce to it and and sales sauce and carlson's sauce and and so many people so we this this business works and uh and we would love to provide it to those that you know are seeking it and uh, if if you don't come to Momentum, it's absolutely cool. Where they can can they find it though? Um, so attendmomentum.com. I think there's a link in the comments. So attendmomentum.com, and we'll see you there. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good two day hot seat, and I uh, can't wait to uh, help and and scale many businesses. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I did not expect this to go for almost an hour, uh, but thank you yeah. for your patience and. Um, it, Show it some love. Give it some thumbs ups or uh, give it some hearts. Share it, please. Guys, uh, we do this for free. And, um, you know, the more we help people, the more we get back. So yeah. uh, it, it's it's the way that the world goes around. And uh, the smiles happen after that. So, yeah, absolutely. guys, please go ahead and share it. You might change someone's life by doing that. And absolutely. thank you so much for tuning in. Absolutely. See you guys next week. Peace. Later.